To another episode of airing it out season two episode six week five of the nfl bringing in my co-host dr david drew dave we have football seven days a week now i don't know what is going on but there's football all the time apparently this is the nfl's plan to handling covid we will just play nfl games on any day of the week at any time and fantasy end dates don't matter anymore we're just gonna make it up as we're going I'm sure the league is completely confused by me because I'm constantly sending messages of the game is going to be played on Tuesday. It's going to be played on Monday. It's not going to be played at all. We're going to count the points this week. Next week, it's not going to count. This week, it's going to be this. I'm sorry. I'm trying to keep up with it. I'm doing my best. ESPN and the NFL are failing me. I have a sit down with Roger Goodell next week to really go through everything. Um, it, it's you just, wish. It's, I bought the hat to try you to help. Hat. New hat. I see you're sporting a nice new hat. Uh, I am. I'm really hoping that research. I really am hoping, you know, as a cancer researcher, by buying the New York Giants hat that helps intercept cancer, maybe we can intercept the Giants season <laughs> and help them play better. That's n- never going to happen, my friend. Never, ever, ever I know, happen. I know. Um, Some interesting numbers, though, that you threw out there that Daniel Jones, Eli Manning, early on in their, yeah. their seasons. Daniel Daniel so so Ray, don't trade him away yet. He's actually got better numbers through the first 17 games than Eli Manning. <laughs> not on the sacks, not on the fumbles. But yeah. on we should look into how many wins, though. But uh, No wins, zero So wins. we have games on tonight we have games on sunday there's a game two games on monday now there's a game on tuesday some games are at five o'clock at night some of them are at six some of them are at one <laughs> we are going to be watching is a football. construct to us that's all it is it doesn't matter it's all <laughs> relative if as long as the team plays another team sometime before the super bowl it will count <laughs> that's right that's right so we also start up our bye weeks this week for certain teams. So in addition to the confusion of moving around games and all these competitions, we now have some bye weeks. So this week, uh, the Detroit Lions, this is the first week of bye weeks. So Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers are on bye, which is actually a, kind of a big deal because, um, you know, Patrick probably, you know, is going to miss uh, Aaron, but that's okay. Um, so we start that up. So that kind of gets into the confusion of things. And now, in our rosters, it starts to get really confusing, right? Because now there's people who are on buys. And if there is COVID situations, they could go on a buy. So it could be um, very, very confusing. So yeah, everyone's got to kind of stick with it, you know? It's definitely not a season for the casual fantasy football player. That's for sure. And I think that's one of the great things about this Dynasty League is that everybody still is really in tune. Tom Kujal is so in tune that he saw that Derrick Henry was dropped last week and picked him up and put him <laughs> on his roster. Uh, I had to correct that pretty quickly, uh, uh, but good try, Tom. Good try. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> that is a that's a very exciting to see on the uh, on the waiver wire. You see Derek Henry like, oh, I'm in. <laughs> like, yep. and then yeah. Like, wait a second. Um, it can't be right. If, if if a top ten running back is on the waiver wire, it's likely because he's got COVID or his team's got COVID. Let's just be honest. Yeah, I think. I mean, this is for. For me, the the last week of the NFL has as a, I don't, I, I feel like they've either on borrowed time around scheduling here. They've kind of gotten a little bit lucky 
Um, I also, to be honest with you, I think the Tennessee Titans Bills game probably still is at jeopardy to be canceled because I mean, they still have some cases coming up and even the Patriots game, they also have some cases and, you know, they're losing good players on these teams. I mean, you know, New England probably would have won last weekend if Cam had played. So, uh, or maybe not one, but maybe it would have stuck a little longer, but I did so see an interesting get- piece on that actually that, um, many people thought that Kansas city had withheld a lot of their good playmaking because they didn't feel that new England was a threat. And that's why the game was so close. That feels like a very Philadelphia Eagles kind of attitude towards a game. We didn't win the game (laughs) by a lot of points because we purposely didn't want to, you know, show how good we were. So, I, I mean, sometimes I wish the giants would take that, that stance, but I don't believe that uh, that game was close because of that. I do think I agree with you that if Cam Newton had played, it would have been much closer. Yeah, I think it would have been much different. Um, although that Kansas City team is really excellent. I, I, oh, there is there is teams right now that are good, and then there's Kansas City, and um, and I think Seattle's probably in that same conversation, but um, definitely Kansas City is playing. And we got, we got some quarterback changes going on. I mean, Nick Foles and the Chicago Bears are just getting just murdered. Um, they're actually playing right now. They're actually playing decently all right, I suppose. But the quarterback situation there is weird. Uh, Washington football team is changing their quarterback, which actually could be a big waiver wire pickup um, if somebody's looking for a quarterback potentially. Um, Kyle, yeah, Allen, I, Kyle Allen can bring you some points if he's still out there. Oh, for sure. And I think this, this, uh, the Chicago Bears fans have to be wondering what to do right now because I think they're used to baseball where they can pick the other team to root for if they don't like the team that year. And now they're like, we want to get rid of Mitch, bring in Nick. Okay, get rid of Nick, bring in Mitch. They don't know <laughs> what to mess. do. It's very, I, I, I have to imagine it's a very confusing time. It's kind of like when uh daniel jones first joined the giants right there <laughs> yep. was this like the you got to start daniel jones no you got to keep eli in start daniel jones so yeah. i'm sure they are feeling that pain in a lot of ways i'm sorry chicago bears fans but also not sorry <laughs> yeah, but not but we're really not sorry um okay so everybody pay attention to the week it could get cre- uh, crazier and crazier as it goes on things could change this COVID stuff is kind of all over the place with the nfl and so who knows what happens and just started to clarify by- we Go should ahead. probably clarify real quick. So yeah. as of right now, this is Thursday night at, at 10 o'clock at night. The game is scheduled to be played on Tuesday. It will count towards this week's points. If they don't play, we will use that minimum uh, point scoring method that we came up with at the beginning of the season where you would get the lowest mm-hmm. point scored at that position across the league for those who played. So someone like Penna who could be drastically impacted with a Bills no play game this <laughs> week because his entire <laughs> roster is <laughs> drastically drastically. Uh <laughs> the only worst may- person would be Tim and if, if Seattle players got cut. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. So yes. uh it just be aware I mean, at that point, honestly, if, if the Bills don't play, Dave's screwed anyway. So um, you might as well play them and then hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think we also figured out that if uh, you play them, if you don't play them, like, uh, for example, Cam Newton, leave them in the starting lineup and we'll give the, the lowest points to that player. But if you put somebody else in, um, those points will count. How we uh, we should maybe clarify that even maybe over over text or email or whatever too yeah exactly so if you if you decide that you're not going to take the chance on a on a bills player or a titans player playing this week so for for me for example if i decide i'm not going to take a chance on derrick henry and i'm going to throw in a different running back this week 
I don't get the benefit of that lowest point across the the board if um, if somebody else plays. Now, what we had decided earlier was that depending on when they announce the games being rescheduled. So, for example, last week was a great week for this, where the Steelers was announced to not be played that week at all. So, if you were going to throw a Steelers player in there, that was just really against your your benefit, and we weren't going to really reward poor fantasy football play. So, if we know that they will not play in this week because now that we have more vision on the NFL and what they're going to do, if we know they will not play this week, they've totally rescheduled it. You should treat that as a bye week for those players. Use the COVID IR. You can use it for that week. Absolutely. Um, But pick up somebody, put somebody else in because that's your best chance to winning that week. Yes. All right. So (laughs) so confusing but that's okay we're figuring out i think actually last week went decently okay so i it was only two teams so um and there was some shuffling but it, it worked out i guess um all right let's do you want to go do we want to take a look at uh talk through a little bit of last week's games because um it was it was actually a really fun week I, again once again i watched the week and pretty closely and i enjoyed it i enjoyed uh, watching these games come come together um some surprises in here i mean our our uh what we thought was going to be a, a big time uh, uh, points game with between you and Tim uh, didn't end up really that way. That was one of those boomer bust moments. Do you want to go into that game? Yeah, um, I do. I, for a second? I do actually. So, and, and, you know, I was, I was messaging with Tim a little bit over the, over the week. And um, for once this trade that we've, we've made jokes about that I've, I've been regretting <laughs> for a very long time actually paid out in my favor um, and Odell Beckham Jr. decided to just show up he like crazy. Up, and yeah. honestly, if you didn't watch the game, go back and watch the highlights. Odell Beckham Jr. had a game. He was everywhere. He's like Bugs Bunny in that cartoon, the baseball cartoon where he's playing left field and right field, <laughs> left field and right field. And he was all over the place. He was just absolutely insane. Um, he ended up with 36 points. Um, and Russell Wilson uh, and and the Seattle Seahawks uh, wide receivers, this was the exact situation that we talked about. It's a high-risk, high-reward situation. Chris Carson ended up running the ball a lot more than Russell Wilson threw the ball. Russell Wilson still ended up with 30 points, but it wasn't equally spread across DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. And that's what really can hurt you when you have this double matchup. Yeah. Now, mind you, if Absolutely. he ends up hucking the ball a ton, they're both the beneficiaries of it. Like Greg Olson stole a touchdown from them in some ways. So that's the that's what we were talking about when we were making that decision of, is this a smart move or not? And it's really worked for Tim. And, and through the first three weeks, like I said last week, it seemed like a no-brainer. But I think this week, last week is going to make uh, uh, Tim start to think about that matchup a little bit more and whether or not he wants to, to mix in a wide receiver here or there to offset the risk of playing two Seattle Seahawks wide receivers. Yeah. I, to be honest with you, it's funny. I, your team last week didn't do anything special. They just all produced and they produced at double digit numbers. Um, it's, it's again, I think I referred to it last week uh, um, in another game that those, those points that you received from these players was exactly where you want to be in those ranges. And that's how you win um, consistency in that sense. Right. Odell was a factor in that one. He was an oddball number, um, but that's okay. I mean, there can be one or two though. So I think, and then, I mean, just, I think the reason why Tim didn't score as many points is just what we've been saying right along. And he, you know, he, he had some uh, DK Metcalf didn't have a, a terrible game and Russell Wilson didn't have a terrible game, but um, his other running backs didn't really fill in for him. And so 
just didn't pan out as much as we thought. It was not as a powerhouse week. It's it's funny because we make fun of poor Tom's team, but yet Tim's team, I think, has had the lowest points of all season. <laughs> it's true, you know, and honestly, he was definitely hurt by uh, two injuries last week, though. So we have to acknowledge that as well. Yeah. Kenny and Drake left the game early with a chest injury, I believe. And Austin yeah, Eckler yeah. may have had a season-ending injury as well. So yeah, that's gonna um, be a big deal. You know, so that is a big deal. That that definitely hurt Tim. I mean, when you think about it, you take OBJ out of my point totals. Um, and, and like you said, it was just that everybody kind of consistently produced, they put out the points that they should have. Yeah, I think in general, if your wide receiver ones, your wide receiver twos are putting up that 16, 10 point, your your running backs are you know putting up um, you know. 20 to to 10 points across the board you're going to end up with 130 to 140 points in your competitive and i think a lot of teams saw that across the league this week but tim's team that high risk high reward didn't pay off it was high risk plus he had two uh, player injuries which really hurt him yeah well it's a good one it was a good one to watch um i mean it's it wasn't as close as we thought but it was supposed to be closer because of that but that's right you know we we've said that too one more thing about the the point about that game with seattle is you know going east coast especially seattle to miami um it's it's a huge factor it's a huge factor so. oh for sure i mean they still won the game right but yeah, it, it wasn't right, a big which, deal at the end of the day but it's yep. definitely a fantasy impact um, right. ultimately Tim, I own your name now. That's basically all I want to say <laughs> is that, that the, the, the battle that of the, 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 the battle of the Tim Mansfield's Mansfield tips. <laughs> I get that. That's it. Um, let's go to our highest, uh, point scorer last week, which was the Farmington football team versus the Goodwill punting. Um, uh, by the way, just to go back really quick on the Mansfield Tims and the Davis square hipster 158 to 86.5. And I believe you and I both picked the Davis square hipsters. That's right. So we both got it wrong, drastically wrong. wrong. Yeah. But yet you still win. (laughs) Like I said, a win-win situation. (laughs) So, all right. So let's go Farmington football team. 163.5 to 99.5. Um, we both picked the Farmington football team here and we put a little tick in our little win column, (laughs) but, um, that's not to say like, I mean, Dak Prescott is just throwing the ball every time because they are playing comeback every time. And I tell you the Dallas, um, Dallas is getting just destroyed right now. There, I don't, there is chaos in Dallas. That's I've never seen it such early in a, a head coach's career, but generally Dak was really one of the big players. Melvin Gordon obviously had a game, but that was, we knew that going in on Thursday. And then there's the Cooper cup, you know, coming up big at the end of the day um, versus um, goodwill punting and Tom's team. Actually, he had some people who had some points. I think uh, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire probably, um, he, he tried. He, I mean, that game was kind of uh, defensively pretty good. It was a little bit wonky in a sense. I mean, they were kind of all over. I mean, that was a hard game to, they were, I mean, rescheduling and all that. It was a kind of a mess. So, but I, really at the end of the day, Dak Prescott is the reason here. And he's, he's throwing a lot of footballs. No, and I think the biggest question mark for, for, tom's team is does he keep playing aj green right aj green is the most frustrating wide receiver to own in the league right now you know another zero point showing from aj green he's got to be better than that you know he's better than that and and you don't understand why and and the thing is is when you have that name on your team it's hard to justify not playing him you've got to play him um but ultimately again it's come back to bite him in the butt um you know, honestly, the Dallas game is insane, right? 38 to 49 is the final score. Cleveland wins. 
how on earth you score 38 points and you lose. I mean, the defenses just weren't even there at all. But also Matt's team really benefited here from another injury in the league. Nick Chubb got hurt, yeah. um, which to, to Dave's chagrin for sure um, was that Kareem Hunt ended up putting up 19 points because he really did step into that role. And I think they had something like 300 rushing yards across the team when you, when you calculate in OBJ's rushing that right. he did as well. And Melvin Gordon just really did finally have a good game. So Dak Prescott yeah. putting up an unprecedented 57 points. That's it's hard to beat. Sorry, Tom, we didn't pick you, but we didn't expect this to happen. Yeah. He, uh, Dak, Dak Prescott is, is throwing in that 57 to 62 range almost every week right now. Um, actually great fantasy move to, I don't know if, if, um, Matt plays, um, uh, cream hunt every week. I, I don't have, I don't have a sense of that, but that's a great fantasy move to get him in there because Nick Chubb was hurt. It has not been every week, if I recall correctly, but one of the things that really did switch this week was Sony Michelle was out this week. Um, yeah. So I, I wonder if that influenced his, his choice, but ultimately yeah. it was a great move to have Kareem Hunt in there. And it's going to be, you know, one of the reasons why Matt for the rest of the season could do very well because he's got a, he suddenly has a primary running back on yeah. a team that likes to run the ball. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it's funny. He's not even getting any points out of Julio Jones and Julio Jones is kind of a mess down there in Atlanta right now. So, oh, for sure. Um, all right. So, I mean, you know, it's Dak Prescott. I mean, right now he's just throwing a ball. Yeah. Um, you want to go, how about Boston gang style versus Cayuga middle fingers? That's um, exactly where I was thinking to go next. All right. Um, I did. I would do want to stand corrected. Um, Kevin did get the lowest points here of the week and may possibly be of the season <laughs> opposed to Tim, which I think I've accused him earlier in this episode. So we'll uh, stay away from that. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if you want to take a little quick review of this one. Yeah, sure. I, you know, so I think the one thing here is, is Kevin's team just can't seem to put together a consistent week all together. Um, this week he really did play the players that you would expect him to play. Um, you know, maybe he thinks about a chase Edmonds and still instead of a Jeff Wilson jr. But honestly, that flex position is always where you take a little bit of chance. Josh Jacobs has seemingly fallen back down to earth. He's not producing like you would expect. He was facing a tough Buffalo team. Maybe this week he has a better week. Drew Brees just is still having this anomaly of a season. I don't really understand it, but honestly, I think we both picked gang stuff here. It wasn't, we did. It wasn't a tough choice. Sorry, Kevin. Um, maybe better luck this week, but ultimately um, with Juju Smith Schuster, not playing last week for Ke with Kevin, uh, that's, that's definitely why his team feels weaker. Um, so we'll see going into this week, how he does. One good thing is Devonta Freeman seemed to be running the ball pretty well with the giants. So maybe, um, with another week, yet another week under his belt with the Giants. Maybe he has even yeah. a better week. Chase Edmonds seemed to have a good week with Arizona. Um, but Stav's team did exactly what you expect Stav's team to do, put up 30 points. Lamar Jackson didn't have a phenomenal game, put up 34 points. But Dalvin Cook had a great game. Jerk McKinnon, McKinnon had a good game. Uh, Raheem Moster, I think, is coming back this week. So that should be interesting for Stav. You might have to make a choice between which running back to play. But Ultimately, Stav survived a couple of major injuries, and he's still sitting at two and two. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, it's funny. Calvin Ridley has been so good all season. He puts up a zero. Like that's a weird moment. That I, Atlanta I, game I, was just weird. It just didn't look like anybody was playing well in that I game. Agree. That Atlanta team is going to have to be blown up, and it's pretty sad because they got some really great talent on that team. Um, 
Yeah, I don't have anything really to add here. I, I'm with you. Drew Brees is kind of this unpredictable unknown for some reason this season. And, um, you know, Stubbs team's great. Adam Thielen's been playing really great football too. Um, he's been bringing us some points. And of course, you know, only Stubbs can get a kicker that puts up 14 points in a week. Um, <laughs> you know, no, no cut, no poor, no break for poor Kevin over there. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. Yeah, just Stubbs always in these double digits numbers. But um, yeah, that's, I mean, Good, good, good analysis in that game. Um, all right, you want to go? I, I was, I was gonna save mine and race to the end. So you all right, that's fine. I was gonna let you make a choice here because yeah. they're both great games. So let's let's talk a little bit about Team Penn and Night King. So, okay. so Dave Penn throws out a text message like early, like second quarter. There's still <laughs> half a game left in that Packers game. He's like, Aaron Rodgers is gonna score 70 points. And honestly, if you looked at Aaron Rodgers in the game, it was really quite possible. <laughs> um, and honestly, Patrick really did come back really strong here with Aaron Rodgers on 42 points. Final score was 132 to 123 and a half. It was a great game. I was watching this game going into Monday night just to see what was going on. But if we're being honest, if Nick Chubb doesn't get hurt in this game, I think Penna wins this game for sure. Based on how much Cleveland was running the ball against Dallas, if Nick Chubb hadn't gotten hurt, Patrick really got lucky on the Nick Chubb injury early on in this game. You know, ultimately, Josh Allen did not put up 37 points, 34 points, which is still very respectable, but not that 37 point uh, floor that we've come to appreciate. Um, So maybe his new floor is 34. Um, But ultimately uh, Patrick's team really did just have a great week. Mike Evans actually had a bunch of points. Allen Robinson had a great game. James Robinson, who seems to be like Mr. Consistent these days, um, who I still don't know who that is, by the way. I, I just don't know who that is, but he's still putting up points. This was a great matchup. It was very close. I think Night King and Team Penna both have good teams built for the future. Obviously, Penna is a little hurt this week with the Bills, the, the dependency on the Bills and the, the injury to Nick Chubb, but we can get into a little bit more of that later. Yeah. I agree. I think Mike Evans had quite a game. Um, Tom Brady's really starting to look at him quite a bit. So I think that's going to be a really, uh, that's going to be a good player fantasy wise um, for, for Patrick, but you know, it's, it's interesting. Your, your point is good about Nick Chubb. I will go on the opposite and say, you know, Todd Gurley and his inconsistency, he puts up, you know, 17 points this week. You know, that's, that hasn't always been the case. It's a nerve wracking moment. And uh Aaron Rodgers is playing on a new level right now. So now it's funny because Aaron Rodgers is playing on a new level and Josh Allen is also on the same level these days. So, but man, Aaron Rodgers, God, his accuracy is just unbelievable. Um, he just, he flicks it and it's dead on every time. <laughs> it's I honestly wonder, you know, if, if, if that Packers move by drafting the quarterback in the draft was really just to light a fire under Aaron Rodgers, or if Aaron Rodgers knows he's done this year and is playing to sign on to another team. I don't know yeah. what's going on there. Green Bay seems like their ownership and their GM is a little bit of a mess, but man, he has rejuvenated himself in this, in this later chapter really of his has. career. He really, really has. Um, I enjoyed this game a lot myself. Um, it was, <laughs> you just, you know, these two quarterbacks just start bringing it right now and it just, it, it makes it a lot more fun. So um, yeah, I mean, it was just overall a great game. I mean, it's, I can get better than that in fantasy world, right? No. All right. Let's move on to right. the marquee matchup. Of the week. <laughs> I don't know if this was marquee. The triple A versus the major <laughs> league team of the week where the triple A team shows up and kicks the major <laughs> leagues teams. butt. all right. So let's, 
let's for a second not say just completely destroys them. All right. So let's, it was a pretty even game up to a certain point. Um, so honestly, um, I going into sun, uh, into Monday. Hang on, hang on. Sorry. Sorry. Before you get to Monday, can I just yeah. ask you one very important question? <laughs> yeah. What the hell were you doing starting Brian Hill? So the problem is I don't have running backs. I just don't have them. And so I was screwed all the way around because Leonard Fournette got, um, he was, he was out for the game. So, and that was kind of late in the week. So I just kind of filled the role and kind of, but out of backup fingers. running backs, you had Jamal Williams or Brian yeah, Hill. But, you went with Brian Hill. Well, I mean, Jamal Williams has been going the same kind of way. Like I just, okay. It, a, a tough decision. I mean, like Brian, um, Jamal Williams has actually not been good. Um, he's been in the consistent two to four range as well. So I don't yeah, but know. Two to four would have been better than two. All right. Well, I still would have lost. So at the end of the day, it wouldn't really mattered. All right. Um, Go with the player on the better team would be my only advice. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, Atlanta does put up a lot of offensive points. Just saying. And can I just ask one more question before we get to Monday night? <laughs> sure. When and what does Jerry Judy have to do to, pr to prove to you to be played? <laughs> First of all, Jerry Judy was a Thursday night game and I have my wide receivers are the only things that are playing well on my team. So um, if you want to make a trade, I'm happy to take a running back or two. All right. That sounds great. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll talk offline. We'll take okay. offline. Um, first of all, I mean, Ray, great job here. Uh, you, 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 you won the Mike Davis battle and it, it helped you in this moment. And then as we mentioned earlier, Chris Carson just sort of took, you know, took the ball last week opposed to, you know, our DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Um, so you kind of get there and then George Kittle, they just would not stop throwing to George Kittle. They just kept throwing it to him. And I was like, please stop throwing it to this guy. We um, were texting during that game. George Kittle yeah. had one of the best routes run this year that I have seen. And I said that to you, I was like, wow, that was a hell of a route. It was it ended up being was like 50 yards for him or something. It just was the perfect route and i know man isn't it great to see a tight end with good routes with a good coach with a good quarterback I mean, good quarterback <laughs> right who just knows to this guy will be open and that was just such a beautiful play i know but i also have to ask the same question to ray and he's not on to defend himself so i won't be too harsh on him but what does cd lamb have to do to prove to you <laughs> put him into your lineup well, rather than playing two tight ends CD Lamb is going to move up pretty quickly and everybody's now again, and the, some of the stuff is inflated because Dak Prescott is just throwing it 57 times. So there's only so many people. I mean, I've even got benefit. I got 21 and a half points from Amari Cooper last week. So um, fair, fair. So, um, so with that said though, um, uh, so Ray texted me Monday afternoon. He said, I think you're going to get me. I'm like, no chance, right? Like there's no chance. Like, like Mahomes, I think will get me closer, but I just didn't have the secondary and the biggest combat that he had was he had Travis Kelsey catching those balls from Patrick Mahomes. So I figured no matter what even happened, even if I scored 50, he was going to get at least seven to 10 from uh, from uh, Travis Kelsey. So he was going to beat me no matter what. What a great combat though, to that type of situation, which doesn't often show itself in fantasy. I thought, and um, it did there. It's like, I, how do you combat a, a quarterback that's going to throw a lot of points? You have somebody who's going to throw it too, right? Like it's, Oh yeah, absolutely. And I yeah. think one of the things that um, we talked about last week was Ryan Fitzpatrick. He was putting Ryan Fitzpatrick and we're like, what are you doing, Ray? That's yeah, not great. Yeah. But honestly, Ryan Fitzpatrick put up exactly what you need him to do. He you gave need you 25 exactly, points. Exactly and, right. And, and I, that's what Ray probably has to do to get through this season. The rest of the way is just piece together a quarterback based on the matchups. And he's, he's positioned well. He's got Teddy Bridgewater, Baker Mayfield, 
and Daniel Jones yeah. that he can probably piece together quarterback play as long as Kamara, Carson, and now Davis um, can yeah. really carry in the rest of the way. But yeah. ultimately, good job, Ray. The final score was 149 and a half to 133 and a half. Yeah. Uh, well done. So, all so you said, went... I picked the no luck literally here. Yep. I, uh, and I picked no luck literally the, the difference. And so the, the team Penna, um, and the night King game, you took night King. I took team Penna. So overall I went three and two last week. You went four and one, um, on the season and puts you 12 and eight and puts me 13 and seven. So you've made a little comeback there. Um, good job to you. Um, well, thank but, God I was forced into switching my pick last week because I think I, I switched from Penna to night King. You did, you did, but that's okay. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was a tough game to pick honestly, and it, it turned out to be one. that way. So it was a good thing. So, um, so we go forward and that's, that is what it is. And um, please, as the general manager of a team that was once undefeated, uh, just up until last week, please don't tell me who not to put in. <laughs> <laughs> I will say you did finally put up a respectable score. I did. You finally I, you showed know, up and finally lost. You put up I a respectable did. score and lost. <laughs> lost. Welcome to the rest of the league, Jeff. You finally <laughs> have, have made it with the rest of us. I have decided, you know, why don't we go into the next week's games and the picks and maybe we could get through well, them. Well, actually, real somewhat. quick, oh, so should, yeah, we should cover the standings. standings. Yeah, yeah, the standings. Yeah, yeah. So Good we've got four call. teams tied for first place at three and one. That's the Mansfield Tims, the Tim Mansfield Davis Square Hipsters, Night King, and the Upstate Masters. Um, I will just point out that ESPN has you in fourth place because your points against <laughs> points four are so low. You know, are you? Did you and Tom get together? And you're, this is this is his, this is Tom's way to get back at me, isn't it? He went through. No, you. I, no, 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 no. He's not greasing the table here. It's it's not a big. <laughs> then we have another four-way tie for fifth place. So we don't have a lot of separation here, which which really does, I think, speak to the parity in the league. Boston Gangstop, No Luck, literally Team Penna. The Farmington football team are all sitting at two and two. And then the Goodwill Punting and Cuga Middlefingers are sitting at 0 and 4 by themselves at 9 and 10. And if yeah. you look at the points four, it is starting to, to weed itself out a little bit. Everybody who's in that upper echelon of eight is above 400 points. Um, actually, everybody's above 500 points with the exception of the Upstate Masters. Uh, but we the, play good defense on Upstate Masters. Yeah, the defense doesn't win championships in fantasy football. Um, <laughs> and, and then meanwhile, the Goodwill Punting and Cuga Middlefingers are sitting below 400 points. So, um, But at the same time, they do have the highest points scored against them with the exception of Mr. Raymond Pinto. <laughs> it's funny i have the third lowest scores in offensive scores in, in oh you don't say because that's how you ended up at three and one anyway okay <laughs> moving on let's go to right. this week 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 five uh <laughs> where the points are made up and the rules don't matter <laughs> that's right and the times are whatever they are although yeah. i gotta tell you i'm really enjoying some uh Early, one good thing about this is that there football. won't be a Thursday night game next week. There's not. They did change that to the NFL. But, you know, I tell you, I like Monday night at five. I like Monday night at seven. It turns out I enjoy these earlier games that are enjoyable for me. I think I'm an East Coaster, I suppose. Um, okay, well, well, actually, why don't, we, why don't we transition right into my game because we can make it quick and easy. Here's what I've decided about my team. I'm never picking it to win again, <laughs> unless I get a miracle running back. There's just no chance for me. So I don't know what's going on um, in this particular game. Um, my computer is, is loading actually. So this is the ahead? game. It's me versus you. It's host versus host. It is. It's a great, is... it's a great matchup that will end poorly for you. <laughs> this is, 
this is a big deal. Everything is on the table. I don't know what we're betting on this one. Maybe we'll have to talk this over. I will Watch tell it. you, I do think that the number one uh, potential equalizer in this game is that Buffalo and Tennessee somehow gets postponed. Because right now I do have Derrick Henry in my in my roster. I do have a backup plan in case it doesn't get played. However, if they do play, I think you're done. Unless <laughs> Gus Edwards come up with a big number, I think you're pretty much right. Yeah, I got to be honest with you. You know, pull out some draft picks, pull out some you dangle Justin Herbert, do something, start <laughs> making moves. It's not. It's never too late for now. It's not too late for for now. Um, okay, so I'm assuming you're picking yourself here. <laughs> I'm picking myself. I'm sorry. I, this time I am going to pick myself. I'm probably going to regret it because somehow you're going to put up like 700 points from Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, but I am picking myself this week. Um, just for fun, um, I would 100% pick your team, but I'm going to take my team this week because, well, in this particular situation, how do we not, right? Like, how do we not pick ourselves? Oh, you have so, to pick yourselves for sure. Yeah. So, uh, to I, your I'm benefit, I don't have Aaron Jones this week. That is to my benefit. That is true. That Aaron Jones is a consistent football player. That guy just puts up number of number. It's probably man. the one guy I'm actually mostly happy that I'm not playing against. Well, That's at least you got him. At least you have that going for you. Yeah. I mean, just to touch on it, you know, I, I think this game is going to be, I mean, it, you you are just more stacked in that uh, running back role. Your wide receivers are, are playing great. Um, we're actually doing this on Thursday night, and I can see some of the scores already. So Ronald Jones doesn't have the most he's ever had, but uh, at least he has double-digit points at this point. So um, if I could get – I tell you, Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin, as I told you, I hate playing two Washington te- uh, teammates that steal points. But, man, they both put up numbers. Uh, it's I'm really impressed by – Who else you got Washington football team. Yeah. Well, now they're switching quarterbacks, so maybe there'll be even more. Who knows? It could. It could definitely change. Antonio Gibson, though, I think is coming into his own. I think you do have somebody there that's that's fairly decent. So yeah. So good luck. Good luck this week. But I, yeah, you, you know. too. Yeah. Good luck, Upstate Masters. Go get them, you. <laughs> All right. Uh, where do you want to go next? Uh, let's go to the Night King versus the Boston Gangstav. All right. Because this is going to be a great Boston. matchup uh, based on if. If Matt's team puts up the kind of numbers he did last week, you know, you do have a real chance. Uh, interesting. Uh, or sorry, this is Matt's team. This is uh, Patrick's team. Yeah. Um, so if Patrick's team puts up decent numbers, then I think this will be a very interesting uh, matchup. Sav is going with Raheem Mostert coming off the injury, which I think is very interesting in this, in this uh, roster. Um, I do think that Stav is going to take this win. I, even though he's playing three wide receivers over two running backs, I just don't know if Patrick's going to be able to put up the points with Jared Goff in the quarterback slot to keep up Lamar Jackson. And I think Lamar Jackson's weak game a couple weeks ago is really going to fuel him towards more higher scoring points in the future. So I'm going with Stav here. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, so I went stop here as well. And I, I went stop just because of the points you just made here. I mean, uh, Jared Goff, if Aaron Rodgers were playing, I think I'd take the night Kings here. Um, I think Todd Gurley is a little bit still inconsistent for me. So I need to see a little bit more in, in that area. So I just went kind of on the weaker side of the quarterback. Um, what I will say is that I think Patrick going into this week and losing Aaron Rodgers this early in the season 
and being three and one, he's in a great position to now run this thing in a really great way. So um, this is not going to be, even if Patrick does lose this game, it's not going to hurt him long-term in any way here. So um, I, it's a, it's not a turn. If you're going to lose one, you know, lose one, the stuff and win in the playoffs, I suppose at the end of the day with Aaron. And even without Aaron Rodgers in there, the, the ESPN projections are very close. This was definitely yeah. a tougher one to choose, but I do think Dalvin cook has just been consistent. He puts up points. Lamar Jackson should be fine. Adam Thielen's been putting up points. Ultimately, I'm going with Stav based on consistency, but yeah. Pat's team has a real chance to to beat Stav. Yeah, here. yeah. This is gonna be a this will be a good one. This will be interesting. All right. Well. All right. Sorry. Now to Matt's team because apparently that's where my brain went. Yeah. Um, I was thinking <laughs> the old night and notch terrors. Uh, <laughs> the uh we got the no luck literally versus the farmington football team who do you got jeff so this one i took you know i i struggled a little bit with this one um even as i sit here i want to kind of waver back and forth up um, so i went farmington football team here and i went farmington football team because uh, of dak prescott in the quarterback position and and how much he's throwing the ball um and they're playing the giants <laughs> so that probably helps um i also i just i I, th- I don't know. I think I was a little bit stuttered on Teddy Bridgewater and, and Ray's uh, consistency on the quarterback side of things. He keeps bringing people in and out. And I, I don't have a good feel on his solid team in that high area, but I mean, Chris Carson is still is putting up a lot of points. Um, Mike Davis has been a great pickup at this point in time. Um, he's got some great players. So, but I'm sticking with Farmington football team on this one. I think David Johnson, Melvin Gordon have been playing, you know, good football, um, let's see if Kareem Hunt can put up another one. Um, let's see what he can do there. Although I hear Nick Chubb might come back, but I, I don't see that happening this week. Um, and then Dak. So, I mean, I went kind of on the hot hand, I think. I hear you. I, I had a, a hard time choosing this one too, except I'm going to go with the no luck literally here. Um, mainly because uh, I don't think Dak Prescott has to come from behind against the Giants, which has been where he's been getting all of his points from. So I think, Dallas gets up in this game. I think Dak comes back to earth. He's not putting up 57 points this week. Cream Hunt, I think, will score a lot of points, although um, you just don't know with, with what's going on with Nick Chubb. Melvin Gordon playing New England in New England is going to be a different situation than what he just came from. And we saw Clyde Edwards-Hilaire not have a great week against New England because New England's defense just does what New England's defense does and adapts and and, and really does take away their playmakers in any given game. So the trio of Alvin Kamara, Chris Carson, and Mike Davis, for me, seem like a better matchup for, for Ray. Um, throwing DeAndre Hopkins against the Jets, um, I'm, <laughs> I'm putting him up with a whole bunch of points. So I'm going with no luck literally here. Um, I think it's going to be a close one. Uh, I will root for both, but I, I think it's going to be a, a yeah. Ray's win in the end. Yeah. It'd be a good game. That'd be a good one. Ray's got Ray's got this little team. It's like the little engine that could, you know, in a lot of a lot of. Oh, ways. for sure. Yeah, it's it's pretty fun to watch. Um, let's uh, let's go, Davis Square Hipsters and Team Penna. Yeah, definitely. So, all right, what do you got? So I'm going Davis Square Hipsters here. Um, not I don't necessarily feel really confident in it, but it ultimately comes down to Joe Mixon had a hell of a week last week. I don't know if he'll have another one against Baltimore. Um, I just think that they're going to probably have to throw the ball a little bit more. He's got Dernest Johnson 
in as his running back, who is yeah, the third just string picked him up this week. Running yeah. Back. yeah. And maybe he, he has points that get thrown in there, but I just don't know what that's going to look like. And maybe Penn is just being prepared for if Buffalo and Tennessee doesn't play this week. But the other thing that makes me a little concerned is Tennessee's had a week and a half to prepare for Josh Allen and Buffalo. Now it's like they're coming off a bye week you know, and Buffalo is just going into their fifth week. I am, if Michael Thomas comes back indeed, and Jonathan Taylor playing against Cleveland, Kenny and Drake against the Jets, I think Tim's team can put up the points. The only concern I have is whether or not he continues to play Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. <laughs> Which because looks like he is. It, it is. I mean, I don't know if Tim's actually locked in his lineup fully yet, but if he does, that's a concern for me. But yeah. so I'm going to stick with Davis Square Hipsters for now. But if he keeps him in, that will be the reason that I think they lose if they lose. Yeah, I'm totally. I mean, all those points. I so so I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a hunch on this one, and I'm gonna go Team Penna here. Um, I think the the loss of Austin Eckler is a big deal um, for Tim. I think that um, Michael Thomas coming back is great, and that's a huge move. But let's see where he is. Let's see where he stands. Uh, you know, literally stands on his leg. <laughs> um, so I think uh, you know Russell Wilson. It is it is a division game, so I could see him putting up some points. So it does. I, I'm confident in my in my pick, but there are just some moments where you're just like, I can see where Russell Wilson can light this thing up. You know, but Josh Allen is is a kind of is I say equalizer a lot, but kind of an equalizer to to Russell Wilson right now and. Um, I do think I do wonder if this COVID chaos does affect the players' thought process and inspiration and excitement. Because go, I think playing at Tennessee is going to be one of those moments. Is like, what do we do here? Like, am I supposed to touch anything? Like, who do I, I can't talk to anyone? I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see the way that team plays. But Josh Allen has been playing great football. I'm going to go with it. I, this this Ernest Johnson. We'll see. Maybe he won't put up some points. Um, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go on a little bit of a underdog hot hand. I think you're taking the risk on the Buffalo bills still playing on Tuesday. I I like that risk. I like it, but you know, it's, I'm with you. You got You got, we got to make some different picks here, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's let's wrap this up with the O and four versus the (laughs) O and four Cayuga middle fingers and goodwill punting. Somebody is going to win the schneid. <laughs> you know, they could always tie, I suppose. I suppose that's true too, actually. So maybe they won't come off the schneid. Um, so I'm gonna go here. Dave, mark it down. <laughs> I am taking the goodwill punting football oh, team. Oh, I can't believe it. I thought I was gonna the be win. the only one. <laughs> And the reasons I'm taking him is uh, I, I don't love, I still don't love Kevin's uh, running backs. I think Devonta Freeman's not great. I think Kevin's in a bad place like me with running backs. We're just, we struggle to kind of fit someone in where we can. Um, there's been a little bit more consistency on Tom and Tom's end with uh, the running backs. Um, your point about AJ green earlier is so very true. It, it may be worthwhile Tom, you know, maybe take some out or even maybe, trades them because I think AJ green does have value somewhere down the line. So maybe there's a secondary or a wide receiver three that he could take a chance on to making a trade. Um, I don't know. I think Latavius Murray's been putting up some points these days and he does get some touches and I think touches are really important. So um, 
And Carson Wentz kind of playing a little bit with a chip on his shoulder these days. I think there's a lot of talk about how bad Carson Wentz is in Philadelphia right now and how there's trade rumors and all that. So we'll see what he ends up doing um, out of the gate for that. But it's, it's a it's a tough pick. These two are a tough pick for me. Um, but no, Tom, don't let me down. Listen, Tom, do not let me down. <laughs> Well, now that I know that you picked him, I'm going to actually switch my pick. I'm picking oh. to the Kevin Drew, Cuga middle fingers, because now you've given him the kiss of death. You know? <laughs> it's very possible. This was his opportunity to prove you wrong. Um, I'm with you in a lot of the same reasons, but also both teams have a lot of question marks for me. One thing that I think Kevin would benefit from is an injury on the Los Angeles Rams or running back squad, because then he would yeah. know who to play. Um, it, it's, it's, frustrating because then his running back core would be a little more straightforward um i do think that tom's team has a real good chance of getting its first win here for sure but that marquise brown aj green tandem which has not been consistently putting up points is such a risk point for me and philadelphia going into pittsburgh with pittsburgh having 10 days off i think pittsburgh is going to chew them up and spit them out i really do so um, the big thing that I think Tom is going to be buoyed on is the, uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire versus the Raiders. I believe that's like a terrible matchup for the, for the Raiders. I think Clyde Edwards Hilaire has a lot of points. Miles Sanders may run quite a bit, but I don't know if Latavius Murray is going to put up 19 points like he did last week. So I'm going with the, the Cuga middle fingers here. Debo Samuel might have a better week with another week off the injury. He gets Juju Smith Schuster back. Yeah, that's Dante a big Freeman's deal. got one more week under his belt with the Giants. Yeah. Drew Brees might be in a little bit of a show uh, shootout with the rookie and want to show that he's not too old yet. I'm going Kevin. I feel good about it. Um, but I was I was definitely going to pick Tom until you did. Now I feel like you. <laughs> well, Tom, don't let me down. <laughs> no, but. <laughs> Um, your point about uh, Juju Smith being back is a really big one. Um, I, I think you're right. I, you know, the, the battle of the Pennsylvania, I don't know. What do they call that battle? Is it like the train track battle or something? Like, I don't know. The industry battle. I'm trying to figure out like what they would be. What's the I don't know, Joe Biden involved? Then it would definitely be a train track battle. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think is uh, you're right. I think, but I don't know. I mean, Philadelphia has, they got a lot to play for right now in so many ways. Like I, I just think that they're struggling football the team. The NFC that wants East to is just better. garbage. The NFC oh. East attracts flies more than what Mike Pence's head at this point. Yeah, we are watching just a lot of very bad football players. I don't know if everyone just wants to go to the West Coast or these other teams are have really great uh, scouts and recruits uh, recruiters on their team. I don't know, but all right. So we did it. We talked about so much here because there's so everything is changing so there wildly. There's a lot the going on. There's a lot going on. There really is. So. Um, all right. I think maybe we're good here. We, uh, we will see everybody again. I think, uh, next week, who knows? We Thursday night next week, there's no game now. So, you know, we'll, we'll do the, uh, we'll have a, I don't know, a whole different outlook on what this week the following week can look like. So, but we'll see you all next week. Enjoy. Watch some fantasy football. This is, Stay this safe. Is wear a mask. Wash your hands. <laughs> see ya. Wait, Kate's going to vacuum. This is not a good time to start this show. All right. Oh, wait. We'll talk hey, are you done vacuuming or are you going to vacuum more?
Oh, it was an ac accidental vacuum. We're okay. <laughs> carry on carry on three two <laughs> the anticipation <laughs> one and we are back to another episode of airing it out season <laughs> I, I started looking the wrong way <laughs> I didn't know where I was you really looking. jumped right into that one hey we're back <laughs> I'm, trying to, I feel, I'm, trying to, I'm feeling like a little bit hyper so how many how many coffees did, did you have before? i just had one <laughs> just one just one that's all just one coffee and take two more 